1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The festive period's coming to a close and that means the transfer window is open. So if you were in charge of the January sales at your club, who would you like to see come and go? Brendan Rodgers hinted at a revolving door following the 0-0 draw between Celtic and Rangers on Saturday. Eric Sviachenko looks to be on his way out as Andy Halliday looks set to return to Ibrox. And it may well be the winter break for the top flight, but it's been derby day in the lower leagues as St Mirren's lead at the top of the championship is Cut. I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Roger Hanna and Gordon DL On behalf of everyone at Clyde One Super Scoreboard A happy new year to you and a happy new year to you two gentlemen happy Are you new well? Year. Happy new year Raring to go? Absolutely no, no winter break for us, no warm weather training camp <laughs> no. no It's not very warm in here it's, Isn't actually, I'm just looking The heating's been fixed, you'll all be pleased to know So Gordon DL doesn't have his, his uh, husky gear on Tonight, but I was feeling a bit chilly. Anyway, uh, 0141 951 1025 to get in touch on the phones. You know what it's like at this time of year. We've had the football a couple of days ago in the top flight on Saturday, so by all means, get in touch, give us your thoughts after the game between Celtic and Rangers, anything else that may be on your mind. And like I said at the top, here's the scenario you are in charge of the January sales at your club. Who would you like to see come and go? Uh, Roger, I think anytime the transfer window opens, th- there's always. Um, an expectation that's going to be significant yeah. If you're a fan of any club You always hope you're going to wheel and deal And turn your season around What can you expect in the next couple of weeks? Well, Brendan Rodgers used the word Revolving door at Celtic So I think that will mean As well as players coming in Marvin Comper Probably Lewis Morgan Possibly more There will be players going out of Celtic as well And you would see from the performance At the weekend that the players, the, the squad needs something more added to it. It's going to be a big second half of the season for Celtic. They've still got the Europa League to deal with, as well as the defence of the treble. So I think it'll be a busy month at Celtic Park and a busy month at Ibrox as well, Gordon. Andy Halliday coming back from Gabala and Azerbaijan. Michael O'Halloran coming back from St Johnson. Um, there will be other players coming into that squad as well because... The bench at Celtic Park at the weekend, albeit David Bates came off it and was outstanding, the bench looked a little threadbare to me, and I think Graham Murta realises that. Gordon, because we always um, you know, sp- speculate, we, we put the microscope over managers all the time here on how they're performing and how they're getting the best results or not out of their team, but this is another part of the job that we only get to see once or twice a year, recruitment. You know, Managers are, are, are judged heavily on the recruitment and we only get to see it during these windows So this is another one of those times Where it'll be interesting to see Who can come up with what And that's not just Celtic and Rangers But naturally uh, That's where a lot of the focus In this city goes I sometimes think that The January window is the hardest Gordon Because you're dealing with players That probably other clubs Are not really wanting um, And you know You're bringing them in It's a gamble I agree agree with Rogers, uh, Roger there I think that both Rangers and Celtic Will add uh, you look at Aberdeen, Niall McGinn coming back, that's a good signing for Derek McInnes as well. Uh, so it's got to be really interesting over the, the next two, two or three weeks. But Roger's right, if you look at Rangers bench at the weekend, it was very, very thin. They've got a few players missing with injury. And uh, Graham Murty will be desperate to stamp his own authority on the team and bring in one or two of his own players. But uh, who you've going to bring in is another thing. It, it's interesting because, as you see, January has been renowned as, as a difficult 
time to get the players in But you've touched on a great signing already Niall McGinn back at Aberdeen Hibernian I've signed Scott Bain from Dundee Who I think is an excellent goalkeeper And I think will become number one for Hibs So Rangers, if they're going to see off Aberdeen and Hibs For second place in the Premiership I I think they're going to have to get moving And get more players in I I totally agree Roger Even if you look at, you know uh, Graham Murphy took a lot of... uh, Pats in the back for his second half performance And you know another point at Celtic Park But out of 12 points They've only picked up 4 yeah. So they need strengthened if they're going to challenge for second place and I was uh, just going to say of course You look at Motherwell There's Louis Moultaway Paraded before the Preston North End game yesterday Stephen Robinson clearly unhappy with You know His striking resources at the minute I think it's, is it 2 points from 21 In the Premiership You know since that League Cup final Motherwell are another team who, who need to do something and do it fast This goes out to fans of any club then If you're in charge of the January sales at your club Who would you like to see come and go? We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as always And of course on the phone lines 0141 951 1025 Tonight's first caller is Tom in Falkirk Hi Tom, how are you? I'm great, happy new to you Yes, same to you Tom Happy new year Tom To yourself Gordon and the legend Gordon Dell And to Roger and I oh. hope it's a great new year for you all guys. Yep, same thing. Also for all the listeners. They obviously I've been on a few times. They uh, and I was to talk about the game the Rangers game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple a few points. Uh, my first point is I thought Danny Wilson, that's the best game since I've seen him play since he came back back time, so I thought he was really, really good. And I thought James uh, I thought Tavernier was very good. Uh, also my point about bringing Andy Halliday back I don't know why they're bringing him back because I didn't think he was particularly brilliant when he was at Iverson under Warburton. The, I'd rather see him. They talked about the transfer, try and get Kenny McLean in, if possible. But I'd also be quite happy about getting Michael O'Hallon back because some of the crosses, if he can play him every week, some of the crosses could be a, a really good for Marellis to get in the hold on the, the end of. I just wish Marellis had managed to get a couple of. The, the shots they had away on Saturday in the back of the net but it wasn't to be so possibly they need another centre forward I don't know what the answer is boys just to see what you think I was going to take those points one by one Roger uh, if you think about the first name mentioned I think it was Andy Halliday Danny Wilson uh, Danny Wilson first go on then Danny Wilson well I, I tend to agree with you Tom D- Danny Wilson under Mark Warburton I, I, I had great sympathy for Danny Wilson because Danny Wilson and, and Rob Kiernan as it was at the time were quite often left dreadfully exposed because Mark Warburton loved both his full-backs to bomb forward at the same time and didn't really have much of a holding midfield player and Wilson and Kiernan get dreadful criticism but a lot of the time, you know, they were two against three or four attackers and it was very difficult. You look at the team now, the way Graham Murty sets the Rangers team up now is not dissimilar to the way the Rangers team was set up when Danny Wilson first came into it, under Walter Smith, I think it was, where there's protection for the two centre-halves. It's now young Ross McCrory, who's doing an excellent job at the minute, just in front of those two centre-halves. When one full-back goes, you tend to see the other one stays now, and that gives protection in the other side as well. So so Wilson, for me, I agree with you, is getting better, and if Scotland ever appoint a new manager, I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Wilson's international career had a wee bit left to go in it. Yeah, I've seen a big improvement in him. Um, I think um, Saturday, you look at the experience of Alves and you're looking for a lot more to help guys like Danny Wilson. I thought Bates, when he came on, made a huge difference. The two of them looked very comfortable at centre-back against guys like Dembele and obviously Lee Griffiths. 
Um, I thought they played very well together And I think that's a future partnership uh, Danny Wilson is having his best spell uh, He's playing with a lot of confidence And um, you know I think Roger's, Roger's right That uh, I'm sh- he'll be chapping at the Scotland door soon um, What about Andy Halliday Roger Because that's yeah. the, the sort of newsworthy piece If you will It was in the back page yeah. of your newspaper today What do you make of him coming back? I think it's a sensible move you know, nobody's saying Andy Halliday. You know, Tom said he wasn't that keen on him. Nobody's saying Andy Halliday's the best player that Rangers have ever seen. Far from it. But I think when you look at the squad just now, I think if Andy Halliday comes back, if it was a game tomorrow, Andy Halliday would be involved in the 18. So it's a case of bolstering the squad. That's why Halliday's back. That's why O'Halloran's back. They're decent players. They've shown in the past what they're capable of. And if Andy Halliday plays to his best, I think he would be an asset to this Rangers squad. Uh, Gordon, what about that? Because a quick look at social media tells you Andy Halliday is one who still really, really divides opinion amongst mm. the Rangers fans. Most, well, everyone acknowledges that he's a big Rangers fan and he cares passionately about the club. Some people will say that's enough to, to get him back, get him in there because he's no worse than the other midfielders we've got and we need numbers. But I see other opinion out there saying, you know, well, whether he loves the club or not, he wasn't good enough in his last spell. It's not particularly been a successful loan period in Azerbaijan, so not too sure of the point. Which, which camp do you sit in? Um, I'm not. I'm not his greatest fan. Um, I think you put a few points out there, Gordon. Yes, we all know he's a Rangers fan. He would love to play for a jersey. He loves playing for a club. Uh, I think you need a bit more quality if you're going to be up there trying to challenge the likes of uh, Aberdeen and. You know, with Hibs in the background and under Neil Lennon playing some good stuff, um, I think you need better in there. And I think it is a case of he's coming back for numbers because if you look at their midfield, Ryan, Jack, Doran, people like that, all missing at the weekend. So he's another jersey filler, but I don't think he's got the quality to be in the team week in, week out and go and challenge for second place. Two words for you, Daz. Carlos Penner. Who would you rather have, Andy Halliday or Carlos Penner? Uh, probably none. Um, I would probably um, I, I wouldn't play any two of them. Um, but if you gave me the choice, I don't think Carlos Pena has has contributed you, anything. You, you, to, you look you look at the weekend there. I think that team that Graham Murty played was getting his best eleven players onto the park. Mm-hmm. Now Cranjar at Celtic Park in the heat of an old firm derby was always going to run out of steam, and he did. He actually lasted longer than I thought he might have done. But at that stage, they, they really had little alternative but to put on Carlos Pena. I, th- I think Andy Halliday would have been a better option off the bench had he been there. And that's why he's coming back. Well, I agree that he's coming back because they need numbers, Roger. They need players in there. Um, as I say, everybody's got their own opinion about players. Um, I'm just looking to see, is he the kind of quality that the Rangers fans want and the Rangers manager wants to go and push for second place I don't think he is that sort of quality Yeah I'm sure lots of Rangers fans out there Will have an opinion on that one What do you make of the news Andy Halliday is on his way back 01419511025 Happy or not with that news uh, Tom do you have another point to make? The service you called has cleared I'm going to take that as a no uh, from, <laughs> from Tom in Falkirk there um, Let's hear a bit from Graham Murty Tom kind of kicked off the call there Talking about the performance on Saturday He then covered off on a number of other points Let's hear from what Graham Murty had to say After that game He said he was proud of his players For the part they played in the 0-0 draw The Ibrox side of course went to the game As massive underdogs But came away with the point in a game I suppose both sides really could have won If you look at the chances And Murty was a happy man at the end I'm proud of them all. I, I, I said earlier that um, players need to feel trusted 
they need to feel belief from the manager. I trust them all. I believe in them all. I've, I've sat here in front of you guys in uh, in worse surroundings after a worse result, and so I said that it's not going to change. The players know I believe in them. They know I trust them. So when you have to throw someone like David Bates on, you know he's not going to let you down. He's going to give you everything that he has. Ross the same, and I thought that to a man from back to front, that's what they gave us. That's what they need to understand. That is the standard, and we have to do that and show that spirit. Who knows where we could go? Who is uh, In a lot of pain. He's on crutches at the moment in a boot. Um, it's far too soon, soon to assess, but he's uh, in a lot of discomfort at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm going to go back in and see. I think it, it's either his calf or his ankle. I'm, I'm sitting here woefully underinformed. I do, I do apologise. I was a bit, I was a bit caught up. I'm, I'm not going to talk about anyone who is employed by another football club. That goes to players or staff. I'm afraid, sorry, that's not my place. That's the other side of it, Roger, expecting not so much a transfer, but a new addition to the Rangers coaching team. We mentioned it in the show on Saturday that Jimmy Nicholl was set to move to Rangers. Hasn't happened yet, hasn't been confirmed yet, but still something you very much expect to happen. Yeah, I think it will happen. I would imagine Jimmy Nicholl would be with Rangers when they head over to Florida at the weekend for this Florida Cup. Um, he's not been back in Scottish football too long, only a couple of months since Paul Hartley you know, came back with him into Falkirk. He's a man Daz knows very well. Uh, they won the League Cup together with Aether Rovers back in the day. Um, he has a long and distinguished coaching CV, which of course includes the European Championships a couple of years ago with Northern Ireland, Michael O'Neill's staff there. Um, highly rated spells with Jimmy Calderwood at the likes of Dunfermline, at the likes of Aberdeen as well. He's worked down south. Um, I was actually quite surprised. It wasn't a, it wasn't an obvious type of guy, you know, to bring in along with Graham Murty and Jonathan Johansson. But perhaps they're just looking for that more experienced voice just to help them through. I remember just a couple of minutes ago when Gordon DL said. Let's not get carried away with Rangers getting the point because they've still only got four points from their last four games. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, remember, you remember it, Roger? I do. Uh, the Real Deal has tweeted in to say um, the panelists are forgetting it's only four points from four games. So I don't think we are. But nope. if you didn't hear it, there we are. I don't mind yeah, repeating that a second it in, in, time. You, listen, you also said it a few times in the show on Saturday. Just when, you know, when Rangers fans were getting excited about, about the point off the back of the win against Motherwell, you were pointing out. Those two back-to-back -back defeats The Comarland game The St Johnson game And just You know Just confirm what everyone knows does, That the Rangers do still have work to do uh, We are on Twitter as well 01419511025 Why not get through It's the start of a new year I'm sure people are not Maybe not quite back to work yet Want to chat about the football Why not give us a call Danny Shaw's on Twitter He says uh, He's got quite a, a long wish list here Danny I'm assuming he's a Rangers fan He says Get rid of Alves, Peña and Cranchar Not worth the money Try to get Jason Cummings And then he goes on to talk about Some of Rangers youngsters that, that'll be the thing Roger Because people tend to look for players coming in They're the ones that grab the headlines But if you're trying to move players out It's sometimes easier said than done And I appreciate that's what Danny may like to see But it, it's not always that simple To no, just move not, these players out It's not always simple Particularly when they're on good money As those players that, that Danny mentioned on Twitter Are, they are on good money Jason Cummings is an interesting one Because not involved at all in the 18 For Nottingham Forest against Leeds United yesterday With Gary Brazil in charge of Forest a per increasingly peripheral figure in the last weeks of Mark Warburton's reign at the city ground But, for me, a player who can contribute um, I saw someone on Twitter saying he's a player that Hearts should go for There's Danny there saying he's a player that Rangers could, should go for uh, You could almost see parallels with Jason Cummings' situation with Lee Griffiths when Lee Griffiths went to Wolves This was a guy who had scored goals up here, had looked terrific up here Went to the English Championship and did nothing 
Came back up here to Hibs and then Celtic And looks like a superstar So you just wonder if Jason Cummings Has maybe been the wrong move To the wrong club At the wrong time But if he was to come back to a Rangers Or a Hearts Or maybe even back to Hibs I think Jason Cummings would be a terrific acquisition For someone in the Scottish Premiership On the subject of Andy Halliday Shane is on Twitter He says Indifferent to be honest about Halliday coming back uh, We're short on numbers And unless we're going to be signing a couple of midfielders in the window Then we need the best possible players we have in our squad back To fill those numbers So that um, I guess Gordon That sort of echoes what you two were saying not the suggestion that Andy Halliday's going to walk back in here Walk into the Rangers starting 11 and somehow win them the league It's more about looking at the squad at the moment And, and trying to, trying where possible to get a bit more strength and depth Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, that's what he's all about He's, he's going to fill a, a jersey, it'll be numbers He'll give the Rangers manager different options Gordon, if he has to put him in there in the middle of the park um, I think they are a bit Weak in the middle of the part Especially with their, their, their two main players Ryan Jack missing Obviously Graham Doran's missing So they need a bit of strength in there um, And I think Roger uh, You know is right about Jason Cummings um, I think that a lot of Rangers fans Would, would like to see him uh, Coming up to, to Ibrox Because I think he'll certainly score goals in Scotland He's got good movement He's a good player Yes he's not had the greatest time down at Forest But he's a guy that'll score goals And um, Rangers could do with him I'm actually surprised as The furore over Halliday I thought you know, for me Far more interesting Is going to be how Michael O'Halloran performs When he comes back to Rangers Because I've seen Michael O'Halloran this season In a St Johnson jersey And he looks a transformed player again But the last time he put on a Rangers jersey It seemed way too big for him He just didn't look as if he could handle it He looked a totally inferior player To the one who had started at St Johnson So he'll get a chance in the second half of the season But but this could be the real the real crux of Michael O'Halloran's career Whether he can take this chance in the second half of the season But it's where you play him Roger it's, you know, um, Where would you play him? I would play him through the middle um, I don't think he's he's got terrific pace, a lad. He can score goals as he showed when he went up to St Johnston. But you're right. There's big question marks. Can he handle playing for a club the size of Rangers? Some people can't do it, um, and it's up to him now. He's coming back. He's probably come back with a lot of confidence. Different manager. He knows that he will get an opportunity. Yeah, I would like to see him playing up through the middle. I think that's his best position. Um, and then it's up to him to try and take that opportunity and You see their way Rangers have played Away from home Particularly in the big games The way they played at Murrayfield when they won The way they played at Easter Road when they won The way they played at Pataudry when they won At Celtic Park the point at the weekend A lot of it is You know Strong defending And then striking with pace on the break Windass's pace The pace of Kandias Add O'Halloran into that And you know You could see he could fit into Graham Murphy's team Okay we're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers Remember the comment he made About the revolving door Well Eric Sviachenko Looks like he could be On his way out Celtic fans What do you make of that What else do you want to see Come in the way during January And have you been keeping tabs On Lewis Morgan He's had another busy day In the Championship 0141 951 1025 We'll hear from Brendan Rodgers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long Please gamble responsibly 
Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on the first Clyde One Super Scoreboard of 2018. Why not get in touch? Let us know what you want for your club during the January sales. Who do you want to see come into your club? Who do you want to see leave? Get in touch. 01419511025 or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. It's been a busy day in the Championship and the lower leagues as well. We're going to take a closer look at the Renfrewshire Derby between Morton and St Mirren a bit later on in the programme. But in the meantime, Time. Let's talk about Brendan Rogers' comments at the weekend. Roger, he suggested uh, the phrase he used. In fact, let's just hear from him. You don't want to hear me try and paraphrase him. Let's hear from Brendan Rogers. This is him speaking after the 0 0 draw at the weekend. He talked a bit about the game and then what can be expected in the transfer window. It's one where it's very much about the team. I'm not worried about the individuals. And, you know, I think that you know, we always put out what we think is the best team. And, of course, when you win. It's right. If you don't, then there's always questions asked against it. But um, but no, we put out what we felt was the best team to win. And what's important now, like I've said before, is the the guys that come off the bench. You know that also gives you um, that impetus. And have you got good players to come off the bench? So uh, so Lee came into the game, did well. But I felt overall, like I say, in particular second half, we we weren't maybe as creative as what we normally are. Do you expect to have? Some fresh faces in before you leave next week, or is it as are you giving yourself a bit of space over the month? To well, we'll see. We'll see. I think that firstly, the, the players that have been with us now need that recovery and need that rest, and they'll be worked on for us. We want to um, we want to improve the, the you know that strength and depth in the group. So, um, and there'll probably be players going out as well, Gordon, that want to go out and play and get games. So I'll be a revolving door, I'm sure, over the course of the, the month of January, but, but certainly we'll want to strengthen you. A revolving door, says Brendan Rogers. Celtic fans, a very simple question for you. Who do you want to see come into the club and who do you want to see leave the club during the transfer window? 01419511025. Um, Roger, I suppose the one that's most topical is Eric Sviachenko. Won't come as a huge surprise based on the fact that he's really not featured recently. Um, but what, what do you make of the news that, that he has been told he can find another club? Yeah, un- unsurprising. Marvin Comper coming into the club from Marby Leipzig. Chris Averadjar, one of Celtic's better players, I thought, at the weekend. Um, he's growing all the time. Near Beton has been moved backwards into a centre half this season. And of course, Jamunovic and Bayata, who for, for long spells of the season have been first choice. So that's going to be one, two, three, about six players potentially ahead of Sviatchenko. Um, he will go back to Denmark, I would think. He will have ambitions to be going to the World Cup with the Danish national team in the summer, I would think. Um, started off well under Ronnie Dyla and it just sort of petered out, didn't it? So no surprises he's going. I don't think it's the most topical, Gordon. I think the most topical will be what happens with Moussa Dembele. Yeah, a lot of rumours going about uh, money getting branded about with Brighton as well. I don't think he had his best game on Saturday. Um, but um, it'll be interesting to see how Brendan Rodgers freshens it up. Uh, he's got such a big squad there And they're good quality in the squad um, But who he's going to bring in I think he's got to be I know that young Ralston's just signed a new uh, deal at Celtic But I think he's got to be looking in the right back position I think Lustig's getting to that stage now That, you know, I think he would freshen it up there Give him more options um, He's got plenty of midfield players He's got competition up front And Roger touched on there Will Moussa Dembele still be a Celtic player by the time the window closes in January? Would you sign Odson Edward on a permanent deal, does? 
Not really seen enough of him, uh, Roger. Uh, but the fact is, he's if Dembele still stays. He's got him. He's got uh, Griffiths, and he only plays one striker anyway. Uh, so I don't think that department's a big problem to him. Um, but I think that you know, looking at the the, the right back, I would I would look to bring someone in and and put Lustig under a little bit of pressure. Interesting to see as well what Celtic do with Lewis Morgan. And my understanding is that they will complete a deal to sign Lewis Morgan. I think the sort of consensus had been he would head back to St Mirren for the second half of the season. You wonder though. If the injury to Johnny Hayes changes anything, if Lewis Morgan comes in, does he then fill that Hayes role as sort of backup to to Scott Sinclair to James Forrest? Because remember, Patrick Roberts is still sign lined as well. Or does that fall to Mikey Johnson? Well, yeah, that, 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 that he he looked very good when he came on at Dundee. Um, he looks very lively. He looks very direct. Um, he might get an opportunity as well, Gordon. But uh, I think I think it makes sense. <clears throat> If Celtic are going to take Morgan To send him back out for the rest of the season Roger Because the boy's got to be playing football He's got to be playing first team football To keep improving uh, But I'll be interested to see what Brendan Rodgers thinks Whether yeah. he's got to keep him there Or he's got to let him go you, back you, to St Mirren You look at St Mirren On Friday night Beating Dundee United with those two goals by Morgan You look at St Mirren this afternoon A, a point, a hard fought point Against Morton at Capelo It's Lewis Morgan that scores the goal again mm-hmm. I, I think Lewis Morgan is critical To St Mirren's chances of coming up And I know Dundee United have lost five I know Dundee United have lost Fraser two, two of their most influential players to injury for the rest of the season But United won again today They've closed the gap back up They've got a game in hand And, and for St Mirren to come back into the Premiership I think they need Lewis Morgan in that team to the end of the season. So Gordon DL thinks one of Celtic's main priorities should be to sign a new right back. Celtic fans, do you agree or disagree? Do let us know. Lots of tweets coming in. Uh, Scotty G says he would rather have uh, Eric than Yozo and Boyata. Something must have happened between Brendan Rodgers and Sviachenko while he was out injured. This is a massive window for Celtic in terms of getting players in for the qualifiers due to the early start. Uh, Roger, do you, is there anything... Do you think there's been a fallout Anything like that Is it just a player That Brendan Rodgers Doesn't fancy I, I just think he's a player That Brendan Rodgers Doesn't fancy I don't think he You know He's a solid enough defender I, I just think his use of the ball His distribution The way he brings it out From the back Isn't good enough For the way Brendan Rodgers Wants his teams to play um, and, and he's just fallen out A favour You know Adjir I think will be The future Maybe not You know Immediately Long term future I think he will be In at centre half Tierney will be left back as we know Ralston for me long term Will be right back I just can't see where Sviachenko fits in at all And I think it makes sense for everyone to, for, to move on Okay let's speak to Stephen Now as you know I always read out the name and, and where they're from This one says Falkirk slash Australia So I, I don't really know which one it is at the moment Stephen are you are you near or far? Uh, I'm actually near at the moment I'm in Falkirk but I'm over from Western Australia Got It's you. the first time I've been here in 12 years So um, at this time of well, year Welcome back so, Thank you, yes Has it been good fun? It's been great. It's been that good because um, I've managed to get to quite a few uh, Celtic games, so uh, I've really enjoyed uh, seeing some uh, some football over here. It's been great. So you've got to see them in the flesh then for the first time in a while. What's uh, what's that been like? What what sort of conclusions have you drawn from what you've seen in your your time over here? Well, I actually so I went to the uh, the Hamilton game. We went to the Aberdeen game, and I was quite fortunate enough to get to the uh, the Rangers game as well. And over the period of uh, watching the team. 
for me, Boyata is one of the players that I think um, Celtic should release and um, and um, look at how he's been playing. Because from my point of view of watching the guy, he only ever passes the ball back to Craig Gordon or passes it over to Bruni. Um, that's about it. I don't see fantastic quality in that player for somebody that's playing in a, a top-flight Scottish football team. Uh, Gordon, I'll take that one, give that one to you. You watch a lot of Celtic live and we know this is... Um, Stephen's not alone here We get a lot of Celtic fans on the show Not too happy with the form of Dedrick Boyata But you know, Eric Svichenko As we've just discussed Been allowed to leave And so on He still seems to remain um, Very much in the plans Boyata's one of these players Gordon You watch him And uh, he's certainly got a mistake in him uh, But he's got everything to be A real good quality centre half You know He's got decent pace about him He's a big strong lad uh, um, he goes and wins his fair share of headers Brendan Rodgers must see something in him Because uh, he works with him every single day in training uh, To see that he's got a future for a club But you're right, there's a lot of Celtic fans out there And even on Saturday, just sitting and listening to them You know, the opinions split with him um, Because you never know if he's going to make a mistake He's one of these just these guys that He's definitely got a mistake in him But I think, I think working with Brendan Rodgers um, I think he's. I think he'll improve. I think he's got everything in his locker to be a decent, decent centre half. Gordon mentions this mistake making, though. Roger, on one hand, you could say, you know, well, as soon as he cuts out the mistakes, then then he'll be a good player. But of course, that sometimes is easier said than done, and some players continue to make mistakes. Yeah, so it, it was strange, Gordon, because when when Marvin Compare was signed, we had a, a debate on the show whether Compare would play with Boyata or whether Compare would play with Samunovic. It's beginning to look as if Compere will play with Christopher Adger Because Adger has been the outstanding Celtic centre-back in the last month And people questioned why Brendan Rodgers was bringing in a 32-year-old a, a, a sort of wily old veteran of a dozen years in the Bundesliga What was he going to bring to Celtic? But if Celtic go on with a young Kieran Tierney at one side A young Anthony Ralston at the other side And a young Christopher Adger in the middle Maybe that's why Compere's come in just to add a bit of experience and help the kids through. You want to come back in, Stephen? Yeah, well, I do agree with um, what you guys have been saying. And um, I do agree that um, a football team as a whole uh, should be there as a team. As you've just um, listened to uh, Brendan Rogers' commentary um, about it's about the team and not the individuals. But for me, a football team should actually be, how do you put it? It's, it's got to be a complete unit. And you shouldn't actually be using that team as a, a breeding ground to try and make players better. They should come in and be part of the team and actually take that full uh, team forward. And it would appear to me that there is a couple of aspects of um, people are learning their trade as they're, um, they're playing. And for me, that's not a way to uh, run a football team. What do you make of um, Brendan Rodgers using the phrase revolving door, Roger? Because I know every manager's different. It just seems to me that most Keep their cards quite close to their chest They usually say, you know, we'll, we'll see We'll see what happens We'll see if something can be done We're only going to make the right moves and so on But Brendan Rodgers has been very clear And by the way, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it I just no, I, thought, I think it's it's I not thought, always what you hear I thought it was an un-Rodgers-like phrase If you know what I mean, Gordon um, He also spoke prior to the game about Dembele's future And wasn't as convincing as he's been in the past That Dembele would stay um, So perhaps... You look at Celtic getting six or seven million pounds from the Virgil van Dijk deal. You look at potentially, say, for argument's sake, 18, 20 million pounds for, for Dembele. 
it, it gives Brendan Rodgers and, and the Celtic board a lot of cash to look at you know look at in this window. Did they sign Odson Edward? They've already signed Marvin Comper. They look as if they're going to sign Lewis Morgan. There are various other ones. Charlie Massonda, Chelsea, albeit he's injured just now, has been another long-term target of Brendan Rodgers. So, uh, you know, he's put it out there, and I think Celtic supporters now have every right to expect two, three, possibly even more players coming in this month. Where do you sit on the Moussa Dembele one, Stephen? Is it a player that you would be desperate to keep under any circumstances, or have you got a price in your mind that you think, well, you know, if that's met, would be as well letting him go? How, how do you view that situation? Uh, to be quite honest, after having watched Moussa Dembele over the past um, couple of weeks, um, I think his uh, capital worth is depreciating with each game. To be quite honest. And having looked on, on Twitter and uh, looking at what all the Celtic fans are saying, it's no different to what I'm saying. And I might get um, some people disagreeing with what I'm saying, um, but I think uh, Celtic should let them go and uh, try and get what they can get for the guy and put that money into uh, other players because uh, they have got um, some good players in the, the junior ranks that they could even bring through. But certainly, uh, I think... I think Moose has um, not played as well in the past um, few months as he has done in the past. So that's where I stand on that. Time to cash in, says Stephen Gordon. How do you view this? Because I know he's been getting a bit of criticism for his form. I don't think anyone would argue um, against the opinion that he didn't play particularly well at the weekend. If you look over the whole season, though, he's actually he's not really played too many games. So it's perhaps difficult to get a, a real sense um, of the performance levels. What, what do you think about the timing of this? Um, I think I think the lad would probably prefer to go to England, Gordon, and and, and try and play down there because um, it is a far better league, and I'm not being disrespectful to the Scottish league. But you go down there, you're up against top quality teams week in week out. Is uh, yeah, I suppose in the case of Brighton, you might be looking at a relegation. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think they will. I think they're well organised. I've watched Brighton this season. Um, <clears throat> I just think that uh, as a player, you want to play against the best. Um, but Celtic will not let him go unless it's right. It's a right deal for them. Yes, he hasn't had his his best run of form, but the one thing is he is a terrific striker. He's a he's a very very good player. Um, and as I say, Celtic will be looking to cash in if they can get the the money that they really want for him. Uh, you, but they won't they won't let him go cheap. You sometimes find there's just a natural parting. You know, it happened with Virgil van Dijk. He felt his time was up at Celtic and moved down south. Victor Winyama, Gary Hooper, you can go right down the list, Gordon. I just sense, I didn't sense it in previous transfer windows. I sense it in this transfer window that all parties, Celtic, Moussa Dembele himself, that they're all willing to consider a move. And all it will take is a Brighton or a Stoke City or someone else to come in, meet Celtic's asking price. And Mr Dembele will be away Okay thanks to Stephen Who's currently in Falkirk Safe travels to you Stephen When you head back down under We're going to take more of your calls after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Download the app And score a tap in Please gamble responsibly 
Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Loads of you getting in touch on Twitter regarding the transfer window. A couple coming in uh, about Celtic recently. Joseph Duffy says, I like Lustig, but I think he's better at centre half. He doesn't have the legs for right back. Any pace against him, he struggles. We need a number 10 with flair. McGregor's a good passer, but not got enough flair. I would try Paddy there when he gets back. I assume that means Patrick Robertson. Willie Maley as well um, on Twitter says, uh, well, in fact, he's got quite a lot that he wants to see happen he says he wants to see Celtic get rid of Lustig Simunovic Svyachenko and Benyu that's quite a list uh, Cashin and Dembele and John McGinn should be the priority Whew, so lots of you getting your wish lists in tonight but I did ask 01419511025 if you would like to do it on the phone lines uh, Brian is a Celtic fan in Moss Park hi Brian hi hi lads happy new year Tees yes how are you Brian uh, a few things as well about like Wally Hawhey there as well but I think goalkeeper I think, I think Craig Gordon's a great goalkeeper a great shortstopper but very poor distribution very poor cross balls very poor sort of just a few areas and even Lustig as well I'd like to see Lustig somebody sort of challenge Lustig but certainly a new guy coming at centre half would be good and Azure I think Azure's earned his place I mean Simonich is one of the guys I mean I, I take a primary school football team and his position is shocking even at that level and it's unbelievable just the way he, the way he plays but I think John McGinn would be an ideal midfielder hopefully possible replacement for and Bruni and just um, Dembele, I would, I would sell him in a minute because I think he's obviously went. He's, he just went, went down. He's fought it downhill. I don't know if he's sort of seen the bigger picture. Obviously, big transfers. Obviously, seen Van Dijk going for a big fee. And on the point of Van Dijk, I'd like to hope that we can also that the money we're going to get for Van Dijk, we're going to actually use on the transfer market rather than just sort of uh, put in people's back pockets. Dare I say? And it's just a, a few changes. Let's like see a few changes. Somebody part my Griffiths up front as well. Okay, a few points made by Brian there, Gordon. Let's go through them, uh, sort of one by one. S- start with Craig Gordon. I mean, I-, I reckon this is this is a good time to discuss Craig Gordon because y- you saw exactly what he brings on Saturday. I mean, a couple of the saves were unbelievable, but and in fairness to Brian, everyone's got their opinion. There is still that lingering doubt amongst some. I may stress some Celtic fans about the goalkeeper. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's the bigger problem and the bigger picture with him. Um, is when he gets the ball at the back and the way Brendan Rodgers wants to play from the back he wants his goalkeeper to start the moves he's got to be involved in it uh, and sometimes you know he, he, he puts he puts the defence under a little bit of pressure um, with his bad use of the ball um, I think he could I, I think he's got better at that Gordon I really do um, I think he's got better at that but I think Brendan Rodgers will be <clears throat> wanting a lot more out of him uh, but he certainly is a, a top quality goalkeeper um, Does he really need someone in there to, to challenge him Put a bit of pressure on him I know they've got the freeze But is he the guy that's going to put that pressure on him um, But I think Craig Gordon will be at Celtic for I know, a few years anyway I don't think they've got to replace him yeah, just now d- Listen, Craig Gordon is the best goalkeeper Scotland have produced in the last 20 years He has been fantastic for Hearts, for Sunderland did he not win the best best Premier League save ever? And and listen, he might have eclipsed that with a save from Morelos in the game at the weekend. Um, I thought he was looking a little bit off form pre-Christmas, but judging by his display against Rangers at the weekend, he's back to top form. Um, I, I was just going to say, Brian, I agree with your points about his distribution, but I'm going to have to say, so what? I would just put up with all manner of distribution from Craig Gordon if he's going to produce the, the level of save that he did from Tavernier and from Morelos at the weekend. I'd like to say on, on that point, but people remember his great saves like Gordon Banks and what have you. And 
safe like that. People don't remember the sort of guy coming out, uh, a guy's going through and he, he tries to take him out of a cat, he can't, gives away sort of needless penalties and just misses cross balls. They just remember the good saves, the great saves. Yeah, I suppose that's maybe fair, Gordon. The other thing, though, it's not as if the something that, that struck in my mind the other day when I saw some old footage from earlier on in the season. It's not just the Rangers ones this weekend. Do you remember the save from Stephen Whitaker uh, against Hibs this season? Was I feel as if there's been a couple this season, but as Brian says, there's maybe been some on the other side as well. So it just depends really um, which which side of it you give more emphasis yeah, to. There's games, uh, Gordon. He has come out and made mistakes. He's, he's you know, even the one that Easter Road when it could have cost Celtic right now the dying minutes, he comes out and um, doesn't get there. And uh, I think only for a fact he lost it, clearing the ball off the line. Then Hibs would have went on and won that game. Um, he's got these, he certainly has his moments, but I think Roger touched on it. Who's better than him? He's, he's probably the best goalkeeper in Scotland. And, um, you know, he's going to make mistakes, of course. Um, he's been put under a lot of pressure to kick the ball from the back, find the f- full-backs, try and, you know, link the play. Um, that's not his greatest strength, but I think he has improved in that uh, department. Um, Roger, Brian's other point about Virgil van Dijk, I'm going to make a guess here. I certainly can't speak on behalf of, of, of any fans, but I'm pretty sure a lot of Celtic fans will be thinking the van Dijk money is... Money that, that should be reinvested just just because of the way it comes about. You know, it's I'm not saying it's free money. It's it's, it's a good it's a well structured deal, but it arrives you know without having to sell a player. And I, I think a lot of Celtic fans are going to be looking to see how that money's used. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think Brendan Rodgers has ever you know come out and said he needed more money. I think that the money has always been there for Brendan Rodgers. Um, he, he spent a fair bit. You know, if you look at Scott Sinclair, cost quite a lot of money. Um, Olivier and Cham cost quite a lot of money. There's been transfer fees, you know, here and there for for other players. He's never complained. I think if he goes to Peter Lawwell on the Celtic board and says he wants X million for a player, they will give him it. He's earned it. You know, the the, the board will give him what he wants in this window and subsequent windows. The, the, the toughest part for Brendan Rodgers is persuading. Players of a superior quality To come and play in Scotland That's always been the problem You know it's okay getting Getting a Van Dijk and saying to him You can use this as a, a springboard To the English Premier League Go and get Dembele Tell him you can use this as a springboard To get to the English Premier League That That's all well and good but you, you can't pick up a Van Dijk or a Dembele In every window So getting more experienced players To come and play in Scotland That That has always been the hard bit Anthony's on Twitter He's a bit more hopeful He says I think we're all forgetting Dembele's got a clear and obvious Bigger picture for his career Can't see him ditching that For a Brighton or a Stoke England won't happen Unless it's top six What about Alec He's a Celtic fan on the line Hi Alec Hi panel How are you doing Happy New Year Happy yep, New Year Alec I obviously listen to the show uh, Back to the boy in Australia uh, Talking about players learning in the job One player Kieran Tierney That's the end of that discussion uh, secondly, the other boys talking about Craig Gordon Totally disagree When you watch Celtic A lot of their passes are more or less right in the 18 yard box And you're maybe talking about a half a dozen passes at any one time And Craig Gordon is in the centre of that So obviously you're going to have the odd mistake So uh, like he says I can't see Celtic changing uh, Gordon anytime soon uh, Best goalkeeper since there obviously is uh, Arthur Boric So I'm happy with that Obviously I think the boy Ayer, you know, watching him, obviously that's Celtic part, 
everything about him, his position, played a whole lot. You know, you wouldn't think he was a 19-year-old. So hoping, hopefully between himself and the uh, compere coming in. I think regards to Lustig, Lustig's obviously, you know, he looks a bit off the pace. Uh, the boy Anthony Ralston was re- was doing really well. Now, whether Brendan feels that he can take care fully for Lustig, you know, only only Brendan will be able to tell for that. What you were saying about, you know, Brendan having the money, it, it's it's to try to get the players to come here. So in that regards, I was I would like to see is buying the best of what we've got in Scotland, i.e. the boy Lewis Morgan, the boy Hendry for Dundee, John McGinn, that kind of stuff. And you know, we're, we're keeping the money within the Scottish game. You know who exactly what you're getting. You know, and regards to Scotland, we could dominate the Premier League. We want to get into Europe. I it would be good to get and sign players at five and six and seven million pounds. And and where we are, you know, it's not really it's not really possible. So I think that you know, Brendan obviously he knows the players that he wants to go for. We did a hell of a well with the the, the squad that he inherited for Ronnie Dyla. I think that 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 was almost a miracle of what what the lads done last season. And whatever you think of Simonovic, Bayata, these guys will be doing in history. You know what I mean? So that can never be took away. Well, I, I think that uh, he's certainly looking to freshen things up. You mentioned three uh, young talents here. Uh, Lewis Morgan, Henry, up at Dundee, and um, John McGinn. I'm a big fan of the three of them. I think they, they all bring something. Um, whether Brendan Rodgers looks at that and says, right, they're the kind of players that I, I really want. I think I think since Brendan Rodgers has come in with the big squad that he's got and the way he's improved his players... The question mark's still over this number 10. They've always been looking for this number 10. But it doesn't matter. It's, you've got to... It, it costs a lot of money for talent like that. And McGregor's been in there. Rogic has been in there. You know, Armstrong's played in that position. Cham come on, at, um, you know, on Saturday. I thought he was excellent. Um, he's got a lot of... He's got a lot of players, a lot of options. But it's just trying to find that, that number 10 that he wants. And that'll be the big one for him. Morton fans, St Mirren fans This might be the chance for you to get in touch We're going to take a closer look at the Renfrewshire Derby After we do this Beat the pundits With goals in the Scottish sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Now what a chance for someone out there To be the first winner of Beat the Pundit 2018 0141 951 1025 That is the number you must dial right now If you want to take on Roger Hanna or Gordon DL Beat the Pundit coming up after the news Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. DL and Roger Hanna are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We've been asking you for your January sales wish list. This goes out to fans of all teams. Who would you like to see come and go at your club during the January window? It might be time for St Mirren and Morton fans to get involved. A one-all draw in the Renfrewshire Derby earlier. Why not get in touch and let us know what you thought of it? 01419511025. And we'll get to that after we do this. Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish Sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Now, the man charged with the responsibility of trying to get a first win on the board of the year for the punters is David Hendry from Coatbridge. Hi, David. Hi, how are you doing? Not bad, you? 
I'm good mate, I'm good Good stuff, Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are standing by I'm delighted to say no one has pinched my Beat the Pundit coin Out of the studio over the winter break So I will uh... it's, because it's, it's because it's not legal tender anymore I don't need to tell anyone that is true It's an old pound coin I use, Gordon Because I know that no one will steal it but... No doubt but listen, sometimes around these parts you can never be too sure. Anyway, heads it's Roger Hanna, tails it is Gordon DL. So let's see what the coin says. Oh, and it is a heads up against Roger Hanna to kick off the new year. So let's give him some Clyde 2 in his ear. Make sure that he cannot steal your answers, David. And we'll get yep. this clock set up. So it's 30 seconds, head to head. You can pass. Here's your yep. chance to beat the pundit, okay? Yep, on you go. Who do Man City face tonight? Um, who won the PDC World Darts Championships last night? Uh, Rob Cross. Who scored for St Mirren today against Morton? Um, Morgan. Celtic Good. youngster Reagan Hendry has joined who on loan until the end of the season? Pass. Uh, Claude Puel is the manager of which English Premier League side? Puel, uh, Leicester. In which league do Queen's Park play? Queen's Park are in the League 2. In which country hosted the World Cup in 1990? Okay, bad effort at all. Let's bring Roger Hanna back. Are you with us? Yes, you are. Okay, same set of questions to you. You ready? Go for it. You are indeed. Let's get the clock and go. Who do Man City face tonight? Watford. Who won the PDC World Darts Championships last night? Who scored for St Mirren today against Morton? Morgan. Celtic youngster Regan Hendry's joined which team on loan until the end of the season? Claude Puel is the manager of which English Premier League side? In which league do Queen's Park play? League One Which country hosted the World Cup in 1990? Italy And who is the current top goalscorer in the English Premier League? Mo Salah Okay, oh in which European city would you find the Luzhniki Stadium? Didn't think you'd have Most time for that one Okay How are you feeling about that David? Um, I was confident but not anymore <laughs> I feel for David here, Gordon yeah, well, that was impressive. Well, that's the thing, David. You did you did do well, but Roger's just like a steam train. He's quick. He gets flying through the questions. Uh, let's go through them anyway. Who do Man City face tonight? It is Watford. So you both got off to a winning start on that one. Uh, who won the PDC World Darts Championships last night? It was Rob Cross. So it's two all at this moment in time. Uh, who scored for St Mirren against Morton? It was Lewis Morgan. So it's three all. Good game. David, this one could be significant though. Celtic youngster Reagan Hendry uh, has signed for which team on loan until the end of the season? It is Wraith Rovers. So, Roger. You're, you're, you're asking a Rangers fan. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, Roger moves into a one shot lead at that point. Claude Puel is the manager of Leicester. You both got that correct. So, Roger still won up. He then got Queen's Park play in League One though. Which you became a bit unstuck with that one David I think you said League 2 So Roger moves 2 up You both got the World Cup in Italy Held in 1990 uh, And Roger then just got through so many questions That he got on to the last two Who is the current top goal scorer In the English Premier League Roger It is Harry Kane He's one ahead And he's left out the Tottenham team tonight He is indeed He's one ahead of Mo Salah And in which European city Would you find the Luzhniki Stadium It is Moscow So that was an 8-5 win for Roger Hanna David listen a 5 is decent but you just ran in I'm, I'm pretty proud of myself. you should be well done David you should be but Roger Hanna knew his stuff tonight thanks for taking part David thank you good man that was David Hendry in Cope Bridge I wonder how long we're going to go in 2018 with the, the pundits on a winning streak
It seems mm-hmm. now, now that we're in uh, In the fashionable era Of counting football And calendar years Roger have you noticed That there seemed to be A, a sort of recent thing Started I think by uh, Harry Kane's goal scoring record yeah. The other day So that's what I'm going to do I'm going to measure Beat the pundit record In the calendar year So it's 1-0 To the pundits we'll So far we also have to measure How long you can keep That old pound coin Before somebody snaffles it Yeah I'm going to keep it I'm, I'm confident I can certainly see See out the season with it That's for sure uh, I put a bit of a, a Shout out Not in a, a GBX style But I put a shout out For St Mirren And Morton fans You're being a bit shy This time in the new year Maybe you're still out Enjoying yourself After the game But if anyone is listening Why not give us a call 01419511025 uh, That was a big fixture Certainly on our patch Today Roger It finished one all. Lewis Morgan With the opener For St Mirren And then Thomas Aware Scoring late on For Morton So it is of some significance At the top of the table Because St Mirren's lead At the top Is cut to three points Having played a game More than Dundee United uh, Who beat Brecon 4-1 Earlier today Yeah and it's going to be A fascinating run Into the end of the season Between the two of them United have a game in hand It was a game That was abandoned At half time At Dumfries Against Queen of the South If they win They're back level on points Albeit I think St Mirren have a superior Goal difference um, United have been hit by Dreadful injuries I think Fraser Fivey Out for the season With, with cruciate ligament injury Scott Fraser out for the season With a, with a broken foot That will require surgery The, the bench for Dundee United today When they beat Breakin it was just populated with kids So Shaba Laszlo will need to get experienced reinforcements in For the second half of the season St Mirren as we said earlier on the show Must somehow keep hold of Lewis Morgan Even if he's a Celtic player back on loan to St Mirren Because he holds the key for them I think it'll be a terrific run in And with St Mirren having beaten United and Paisley on Friday night You know the, the next games between them in the second half of the season could be critical It's been a fascinating period this for Lewis Morgan uh, mm. Gordon because sometimes um, especially you know, at this time of the season when there's a lot of spotlight on the players and then all of a sudden you get you get two games on the television you've got fans who wouldn't usually watch St Mirren games tuning in maybe just to see what Lewis Morgan's like or, or particularly that the whole championship's going to be under the spotlight in the next couple of weeks because the top flight is off and in the last two games he's, he's risen to the occasion you know, three goals in, in the two games and you can see what the fuss is about yeah, I, I was one of those guys that tuned in today uh, just to to see what like the boy was. I've not, I've not seen a lot of them, um, and you can realise why um, a team like Celtic are going to go and try and get the boy. He's got terrific talent. He scores goals. Um, he looks a real, real player. Uh, but I think, you know, for St. Man. Um, if they're going to try and get up this season, it's so important that if they do lose him, that they try and get him back. Because um, he is a big, big player for them, and obviously chipping in with the goals as well. And uh, it'll be interesting to see where his future's going to lie. But I'm sure every St. Mirren fan, you know, watching the game today and listening to the radio. Are desperate to If he goes to Celtic To get him back and go on Gordon Yes yeah, St Mirren fans Morton fans Why not get in touch I'm pleased to say We're joined live on the line uh, By Morton manager Jim Duffy Jim how are you Happy New Year to Thanks, you Great stuff thanks Jim um, We won't keep you long I'm sure you've had a busy day Just give us your, your overall thoughts On today's game First and foremost Jim Yeah it was a cliched game Of two halves mate St Mirren were better First half No doubt about it I think they they were buoyant after their performance result against the United and, and they came out and took a grip of the game quite early on and we just had to stay organised and work hard and try, and try and deny them too many opportunities but they certainly controlled the game second half we managed to get higher up the pitch tried to press the game a little bit more with a little bit more energy and 
and eventually we got we got a grip of the game and, and you know, at the end of the ninety minutes we we certainly deserved the draw and we were perhaps maybe unfortunately not in nicking near the end. Uh, Thomas Aware, the man obviously get, getting the goal for you, Jim. Roger and I were actually talking off air before we came on just about the, you know, the number of goals he scored for you for a, a centre back. I'm sure he's in there to keep them out first and foremost, but yeah. it's certainly been a, a great return over the last couple of seasons, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a terrific young player, uh, Tom. He can play centre back, he seems to play midfield a couple of times, the midfielder, but I mean, Ricky Lamb in particular, I think, we're outstanding. And they're touching on young Lewis Morgan, who's a outstanding talent. There's no doubt about that. But we 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 we, we dealt with the, the front four very well today. And although, as I mentioned, St. Mumba, you know, certainly the the better of the first half, we, we restricted them to very few opportunities. And and that was that gave us a chance to get something from the game. There's no there's no question about that. Uh, Jim, I think I'm right in saying that that's the. The halfway point of the the championship season over. So play played eighteen at the moment. You find yourself bang smack in the middle, f- fifth in the table. You know Dunfermline above you within touching distance, and then teams close by you below as well. How, how would you assess the the first half of the season for you? I, I, I think when you when you reflect upon it, you know you think that we we're certainly um, capable. Uh, you know, of matching anyone in the division as as the results. We played at Mum three times or top of the league with a one and two draws. And um, you know, so I think one more day we're capable, but what we have to try and find is consistency. And if we can have a strong second half of the season, obviously that gives us a, a chance. But we also know that every other club in that division is, is is of a similar frame of mind. You know, the the reason why I said Man top of the league is because they've been more consistent, and um, you know that that's that's the element that everyone's searching for. So I think we've done okay, um, but if we can improve, then we can we can challenge for the for the playoff places in the, the second half of the season Jim it's Roger happy new year to you hi Roger cheers mate happy new year to you is too. There, the fans have been asking is, is there scope to, to add one or two in the January window for Morton not much mate not much um, that's just the nature of it and I think that our, our crowds are probably down two or three hundred um, in average and that, that's a huge amount for us you know the, 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 we don't understand why but as I said you can't you can't um, legislate for some of that you know I think Teams performed pretty well over the last few years, but unfortunately, just circumstances have made that the, the, the crowds have been down. And, and obviously, a club at our level, we need every fan come through the gate we can possibly get to try and compete. I mean, there's there's, there's four or five clubs who are much more more than double who are happy support at times. So that's criticised fans. I'm always um, very appreciative of anyone it does turn up. But as a fact that we can't compete financially with some of the clubs, so. We have to try and do our business carefully, but there is scope to bring in a player, possibly in loan. Uh, but you know, there's not much, Roger, and that's that's just the simple fact of it. We will try, and we'll always try and strengthen the team, but it has to be within the parameters that we have at the club. Uh, Jim, obviously the, the top flight's away on its holidays I'm sure there's some warm weather training camps And all the rest of it going on uh, The lower leagues don't get afforded that luxury Up to Brecon yeah. for you at, at the weekend I yeah. take it that's just something you're used to Just happy to, to, to plod along or, or is it particularly challenging? Yeah, I mean it's just it's part, part, parcel. We play football through the winter in Scotland I mean, last week for instance The, the, the three days we had in a row One day was absolutely frozen The ground was frozen The next day was covered in snow the next day was howling wind and rain <laughs> so that's just the nature of it Gordon will tell you that you know you, you just have to go on with it you know there's no point in griping about it that's where we are uh, but it's not it's not pleasurable for the player to turn up and train it and it's not great to try and work on technique and 
these things as well. But nevertheless, as I said before, it's something we, we do get used to. Um, and as I said, if you get a game like today when the, the pitch is good and the, the well is not too bad, then fine. But we've already had two games called off. I'm sure there's probably another one, one or two to come. So you just have to try and just knuckle down and go on with it. Uh, great stuff. Thanks to Jim Duffy, the Morton manager, for joining us. Jim, we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks Gordon, cheers mate Good man, that was Jim Duffy there Morton manager So we are still here Morton fans, St Mirren fans If you'd like to get in touch You know the number 0141 951 1025 uh, Shaney Punk is on I think Shaney may well be a Morton fan Saying that St Mirren were lucky to get a draw He says Morton had two good penalty shouts Thompson got booked for diving in one of them But no booking for Morgan So there we are in fact I'm just looking at the, the picture to try and see Maybe not Maybe not a, a St Mirren fan or a Morton fan Just someone who watched the game We don't mind that Brian's in Lark Hall Hi Brian Hi can I wish you all a happy new year Hi yeah, Brian Give me a minute to put this radio down Put it off uh, oh, I heard myself in, in in the past there That was a bit weird Anyway on you go Brian Right can I Can I just say one thing uh, It's out to Alec uh, The Celtic Sport of the Parkhead <laughs> Now, I, I never heard the, the phone in on Saturday. Uh-huh. No, sorry, Friday. I didn't hear it on Friday. And, and he said he's normal babbling Celtic will win by... Whatever score whatever they want Celtic it to be. Yep. I think really what he has to you know, look at is... Keep the response clean, that's all. Oh, I, I don't yeah, mind telling no, 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 <laughs> I'm only kidding, Brian. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, that Celtic are definitely worse than they were at this point last season. And other clubs are better. So, you know, there is a closer Celtic look as if they could drop points Which they have So he has to be a wee bit more humble And get a wee bit humility in his heart I'm not saying don't support your team But coming out with nonsense like that You know, it just doesn't go Yeah, listen, that that's all part and parcel of it, Roger That's why yeah, football rivalry in this city exists I knew, as soon as the full-time whistle went on Saturday I knew Alec from Parkhead was going to take some stick Because he was very, yeah, very confident I was, I, I was in the car, I, I heard him making the remarks and, and you always know that things like that can come back and bite you on the backside, Gordon um, But it, listen, it's what the game is all about It's all about opinions, it's all about a bit of banter on the show Alec was confident in his team his team didn't win the game And I think Brian's got a point I don't think Celtic Today January the 2nd 2018 Look as strong as he did A year ago January 2nd 2017 But the manager recognises that He's spoken about the revolving door And I think he will try and Re-energise Celtic For the second half of the season Just in a very similar way To, to Graham Murphy Will try and re-energise Brian's team With the addition of some players Jamie Murphy Linked with Rangers Strongly um, my understanding is the lad's keen to get a deal done He's fallen out of the picture at Brighton I have a feeling a deal will be done sometime in the month of January So a stronger Celtic, a stronger Rangers Aberdeen look good, they've already brought in Nelm again Hibs look good, they brought in Scott Bain Hearts are going in, it looks as if Hearts might never lose another goal again The way they're playing just now, this record-breaking run of clean sheets So Brian's quite right, a few strong teams out there And... Winter break's only just started But already we're looking forward to, to, to getting the, the top flight action back again Yeah Brian The theme we've had running tonight Is asking the callers You know if you were in charge Of the, the comings and goings At your team this January What would you do? What, what would your yeah, opinion be on that one? that's I wanted to make uh, there, There's two particular players And uh, Rangers have been linked to these players You know over the last year or so In fact They tried to Bring one of the players in the summer That's Jamie Walker 
and the other one's Kenny McLean. Now, both of these players are in the last few months of their contracts. I'm not saying that Hearts and Aberdeen would want to lose them at this at this point, but we should be, you know, looking to bring the players in, not in the summer, but now, so that we can try and kick on. The other thing I, I was saying to, to the guy that answered the phone was where I believe Rangers are at the moment. I think we're getting better because we're playing a system that's a lot tighter. I think Roger mentioned, uh, we are talking about Danny Wilson earlier on the show, where Danny was a bit exposed uh, early on in, uh, sorry, when Rangers came up to the top league under Warburton. When the fullbacks were bombing forward, uh, if you looked at the game on Saturday, our fullbacks were still trying to get forward, but they were doing it in tandem. And having McCrory, and I cannot believe the steps that that guy, uh, because when he first came into the team, being a Rangers fan, I'd heard of him, but I'd never seen him. And he looked really good at centre-back, and the stature he's got, when he was... When the uh, Rangers put him into midfield and put him in that kind of anchor role, I was really, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. But to me, he's got something about him. There's a discipline, you know, in there. So we're a lot tighter. Yeah, you can't, but you can't I don't ar- go overboard about Saturday. Yeah, you can't argue Small with that. Steps. Yeah, I think you make good points here, McCrory. Uh, I watched him coming into the team, young lad, centre back, and you're thinking, always get potential to go all the way, this lad. But I think the, the right move is the way that Murty's put him into the Midley Park. He gives a bit of protection there, and I think it's the fact that, you know, it helps Wilson. Alves obviously had played on Saturday, come off injured. Bates went on, uh, was terrific. You're right about the two full backs. Uh, if the right back goes the left back tucks in gives a bit of protection as well it's just the style of football that Murty's brought uh, but there's a, 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 I think you're right in what you're saying there's a long way still to go because as I touched on earlier as much as there was a lot of pats in the back for the, 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 the performance second half at Celtic Park you know they've come off at 12 points and only picked up 4 so there's still a lot of work to be done if they're going to try and really challenge for second place you mentioned guys like Jamie Walker I think Ken McLean's already told Aberdeen he's leaving anyway uh, I think he'd be a terrific signing for Rangers I really do uh, but it'll be interesting to see who they bring in and it, it doesn't really matter to an extent what you and I think Oh, we know I, that I, I, I think Kenny McLean would be an asset to Rangers I think Jamie Walker would be an asset to Rangers but you wonder whether Mark Allen and Graham Murty think they're an asset to Rangers. Because if they do, they should be nailing them now in pre-contracts. Okay, we've got a nice, difficult full-time teaser for these two. I know lots of you like to play along at home as well, so the full-time teaser is coming up next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrokes.com Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And I promised you that we had a very difficult full time teaser, and I'm a man of my word, sent in by John Smith. Oh, um, Happy New Year, John. Happy New Year to John. Thanks for sending in. And remember, folks, it is the first show of the new year. This seems like a good time to restock on the full time teaser. So if you've got any, maybe you've been collecting them over the, the festive period, do send them in to fulltime at clyde1.com. That's fulltime at clyde1.com. And hopefully we can catch the guys out in 2018. So this one is as follows it says. 
From the SPL era onwards So 98-99 onwards mm-hmm. Eight countries Have been represented by a single manager Of that nationality Name the countries And the managers Do you want me to repeat that? Yes please So from the SPL era onwards Eight countries have been represented by a single manager Of that right. nationality okay. Name the countries For instance Scotland obviously isn't there Because there have been loads of Scottish managers England isn't there Because there have been loads of English managers But which countries have given our game only one manager right. Since the start of yeah, the SPL era? Uh, yeah. And just for the avoidance of doubt We're going by um, country of birth here Just right. one or two that yeah. but, right. You know Have you got any here? Brazil? Who? Marcio Maximo Yes Livingston manager in 2003 Marcio Maximo The only Brazilian to manage in Scotland Since the start of the SPL era How many did you say? Eight <sighs> Any more at the moment? Um, that's a good question actually I quite like that Well done to John Smith for sending it in Okay uh-huh. we can get back to it uh, This is one of these ones Do you know folks This is what happens tomorrow Roger Hanna's going to phone me in the afternoon Because he's repeating the question to someone else Because he likes it so much <laughs> And he's forgotten some of the answers That's what's going to happen I forget all the answers <laughs> This is true uh, Bit of news coming out of the championship today Gentlemen We spoke about the, the game earlier Between Morton and St Mirren Roger this is a, a Pretty disappointing story to read In that um Dean Shields has been again the target of abuse uh, in a fixture against Falkirk although this time the accusation is against the Falkirk fans who allegedly threw fake eyes onto the pitch or towards the pitch in relation to the disability which Dean Shields has which we know all about because we had the situation earlier in the season where Falkirk pair Joe McKee and Kevin O'Hara were charged by the Scottish FA for mocking Dean Shields for the very same thing so you would like to think that that issue had been dealt with And we could all move on like responsible adults But it doesn't appear to be the case this afternoon uh, Disgusting I've seen photographic evidence Of the false eyes that were thrown by Falkirk fans Onto the pitch at East End Park um, I have seen social media posts today um, Allegedly from the uh, Falkirk fans Aimed at Dean Shields um, Falkirk need to crack down on this This cannot be allowed to happen again um, my understanding is Falkirk have already issued an apology to Dean Shields over the conduct of a small minority of their supporters uh, it'll be interesting to see what the authorities do both the criminal authorities and the football authorities because for me in terms of abuse of a player this is a new law yeah, the statement from Falkirk is a spokesman saying Falkirk FC disappointed by the actions of a small minority of its support This does not in any way reflect the values of the club It's something we will not condone And apologies for any offence caused and, and that's it Roger We don't want to miss that point Because I think it's fairly obvious it's a minority These things are always a minority It doesn't make it any easier to understand Or, or, or deal with and Particularly Gordon, Dean Gordon, Shields Gordon, don't even try to understand it Because your head would explode Um it's a disgusting act by brainless morons Quite why you would think it's acceptable To go to anywhere A football match A shopping centre Down the street And do things like that You know, if you did it In a place of work You'd be arrested As a dreadful act And, you know These people owe a deep, deep apology to Dean Shields and Infernal Athletic for their conduct I mean Gordon you've been a player I'm mm-hmm. sure you've took a bit of abuse from the sidelines You take a bit of abuse on the show yeah. But um, on a serious note I mean when it crosses a line like that And Dean Shields is a, is a player who's 
just there doing his job and has to be reminded and, and abused for the disability in that way, that must be incredibly hard to deal with as a professional footballer. Yeah, as a, as a player, Gordon, you don't you don't mind when you're taking a bit of stick. Um, you don't mind that because sometimes it's a compliment for other supporters to to think you're a decent enough player that you can cause your, their, their team a bit of uh, damage, a bit of problems. But to go at the length of these Falkirk supporters and Rogers right there, he summed it up brilliantly. They're absolute morons. You know, uh, part and parcel of the game is, yeah, people can, you know, I had it for years. I don't know why people always thought I had a big nose, but I don't know where that one came <laughs> no, from, Roger. I, I you know, I can't I see that, that myself. Uh, but you could take that in, in, good, in good fun, but that that is way crossing the line and it's an absolute disgrace. They've not just let themselves down, they've let their club down and, um, you know, we need to get that stamped out. Disgraceful behaviour. Okay, just to clear up on the teaser, caretaker managers don't count as well. Just wanted to throw that out there. Let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, John Paul is a Celtic fan. He's been hanging on for quite some time. Accept my apologies. No problem at all. How's it? How's it going, guys? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy same to New you, year, John Paul. Um, I want to just let you know what my point is right. Um, Brendan Rodgers he's came into Celtic has has like exceeded all expectations, been brilliant, right, and it's a massive turnaround. Albeit Rangers were, I would just like to say, first of all, Rangers were well worth it. They drawn Saturday, they were, they, they done their homework, the way they set up, and second half they could have ended up knitting it. Um, but Roger, the, the blame's got to fall with Rogers. I mean, he's that, the last three games before we played Rangers, albeit by the, the goal the week before by um, Griffiths, it was all midfielders and defenders that had scored their goals. Now he's he's that's by him changing his strikers, no playing two. Two weeks in a row, I'm not getting one, I run in the game, um, depending on his midfielders making the runs and scoring them, scoring goals. Now, Rangers were happy for Moussa Dembele to sit with back to goal, and then if a midfielder and try and let Celtic's midfield come up and play, they were happy. Ross McCorry was picking up runners, picking them up here and there because it was just bouncing off Dembele. The week before, Griffiths has scored, and he, by his celebration, he's basically said, I'm the man. Like basically start me next week I'm ready and ready to go and then it would have been a bit kicking the teeth to him I mean it just it all became a bit predictable um, when Rangers full back for getting joy what they realised down the left hand side they were doubling up um, Candace and Tavernier why not just change it and leave, leave them there alone but put Griffiths on as well change it up and give Rangers something to think about it's just it's getting a bit predictable yeah do you know so I was uh, I was actually thinking that at the game on Saturday I thought Right, he's going to make a substitution. The game was crying out for somebody like Griffiths to come on and cause problems. Um, I thought he'd have left the two on, maybe changed it, but Brendan Rodgers doesn't like to do that. Uh, he plays with the one striker. He doesn't prefer the two up top. I thought it could have gave Rangers a bit more problems, but I thought Rangers' second half played very well, very well organised. Uh, got a little bit of joy as you touched on down the, the right-hand side with uh, Tavernier and Candace doubling up and in, in, in Kieran Tierney. Some terrific balls getting whipped in there. But um, it's, it's not often you hear that Brendan Rodgers takes a bit of stick, you know, from the, 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 the Celtic fans. Uh, but I just think it was flat. It wasn't the greatest game. I said that in commentary. I don't, didn't think it was the greatest game. Uh, it certainly needed a goal. I feel sorry for Griffiths. He's been playing second fiddle to Dumbelli since uh, obviously come up uh, from Fulham. Because the minute a big game, and it is a big game where it's a cup final, where it's a Rangers game, where it's Aberdeen away from home, the number one striker is Dumbelli. And he always I, goes with him. I, 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 I
I totally get that, and I didn't know if it's true or not. I heard that somebody that Griffiths is like all the other things that he's still been turning up late to team meetings and that. See, you're just going to hear say I don't know if that's true or not, but surely by his performances when he's came in, I've been asked today, so he's been in and scored or he's, or he's contributed well, and it just feels like. It was. It just. I understand Rogers wants to play the way he plays, but even mm. in Europe, sometimes you can't play that. You need to change up. You need. Or the best, the best manager in the world. Do it. Uh, Roger, I think it's only fair we point out that Brendan Rogers certainly on record and Lee Griffiths on record both more than uh, more than willing to say that there's no problem whatsoever. No. Um, so what John Paul says may well be true, but is at that point we we just have to kind of acknowledge that it is a rumor, nothing that we are aware of. Yeah, yeah. Listen, as far as far as we know, there is no problem between the two of them. Lee Griffiths has done very well for Celtic, um, but Musa Dembele remains Brendan Rodgers' first pick centre forward. Um, if Musa Dembele leaves the club, it will be fascinating to see what Brendan Rodgers does. Whether that means a run in the team for Griffiths, whether Celtic meet the buyout clause on Odson Edwards' contract and sign him permanently from PSG, or whether the money is reinvested. And a new centre forward who would be deemed first choice by Brendan. Yeah, Roger. but the thing that the thing is, Roger, if if that is the case, you've got to really feel for Griffiths because he, he can't do any more than the, the, the lads do. Uh, uh, and he was I, right I, against I when I, he scored his goal. He was saying, "I'm the man." I agree, but look at look at all the clubs. You know, the fashion does is one striker. Mm. Look at all the top teams in England. You know, if Arsenal play Lacazette, then Giroud's left on the bench tonight. Tottenham are playing Laurenti But for the majority of the time Tottenham play Harry Kane And Laurenti misses out Chelsea play Morata Batsuai misses out You know Man United play Lukaku before his injury So Martial misses out You know It's the same the world over That Because there's only one striker The backup guy Gets increasingly frustrated And that Unfortunately for Lee Griffiths Is his role at the moment You want to come back in John Paul? No no that's fine I just want another thoughts on that Great stuff, thanks to John Paul as a Celtic fan in Faldhouse Giving us his thoughts on the game right, right, right. at Can the weekend Can I chip in with a manager? Go for it Yes John Barnes Now do you know, I was just going to say John Smith hasn't got John Barnes on his list I can't see any reason Why not? Exactly So well, I'm thinking well, we should He's an England international Born in Jamaica Born in Jamaica Yeah, but that, the, you had a question the other week You know, about foreigners And you counted Danny Lennon as and being said, from Northern Ireland Because we said it was football nationalities But on this one I said it was the country of their birth. Are you giving me John Barnes? I'll give you. I'm at but, but does that mean we need nine? Yes. Right. Well, no, of course, problem. I'm just I, giving you. I, I, feel, I feel generous at this hey. time of year. I'm just going to give you. Mixu Pantalain in Finland? No. No. Of course, Harry Kampman was there, wasn't he? Uh, was there Paul Le Guin in France? Nope. Mm. Okay. Shaba Laszlo. Yes. Romania, is that right? He was born in Romania. Yep, that was the one I was sort of referring to. He's. If you look him up He's considered Hungarian In some quarters But he was yeah, born Some of these Hearts managers Confuse me Because I don't know You know There was two or three Lithuanians But there were others Who weren't Lithuanian I think that The likes of Malofiev Was from Belarus And the likes of Korod Bochka Was from Ukraine Say yeah. that again Kora, Second one Kora Bochka Ukraine Yes I, Honestly I thought I thought we could have been here Till midnight And you wouldn't have got that one But uh, Kora Bochka Hearts 2007 to 2008 was indeed Ukrainian. Well done. We'll get the answers to the full-time teaser and more of your calls after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are going through this full-time teaser. It was sent in by John Smith. Uh, John Smith says... 
I hope he's got these right John Smith says From the SPL era onwards Eight countries have been represented By a single manager of that nationality Name the countries uh, We've just added John Barnes in Because we're pretty sure He must be the, the only Jamaican um, <laughs> That's a fairly uh, Fairly loose rules in these You'll find uh, Roger you've had a bit of time to think And I think you've come up with a few Haven't you? Well there were two staring us in the face Dick Advocate mm-hmm. The Dutchman Ronnie Dyler From Norway From Norway Well done We're going back now I wondered about Italy because Dundee had Ivano Benetti and Dario Benetti there together. I thought I was sure Livingston had an Italian boss at one stage as well, Roberto Landi, but maybe that was in that might have been a championship days, you know, well, League on, One or League Two days or something like that. John Smith is the boss on this. Yeah. On John no, no, Smith's no, no, list, no, 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 he's, he's the, gone for Ivano Benetti. The, so well done. The other one and. I can't believe I didn't get this first Because I actually went to see him in Denmark Eb Skovdal Eb Skovdal The only Dane so Absolutely manager. flying You've only got one, to, one get. to get You've already got Yeah You've only got one to get On the teaser Well done so far Let's see who can come up with the winner With about oh, 10 minutes or so It's not, it's not the go. one that, As I said Richard Goff No No Um the theme running throughout tonight's show has been, you know, January sales, transfer windows open, who would you see c- come in or out? Uh, well, let's hear from Alan Archibald, shall we? Because he says that getting some of his players back from injury will just feel like new signings this month. We know that Captain Abdul Osman, Mustafa Dumboya, Callum Booth are amongst those nearly ready to come back for Partick Thistle. And speaking after the win at the weekend, Archibald says that will be long overdue. If we get our players back, we will... We could potentially not have to sign anything and can get four players back after the window. We've got young James Penrise coming back for Livingston loan. I've got Callum Booth hopefully back for the first game. Abdul Osmond, Dumbaye to come back for, and that's not including Stuart Bannigan and Chris Elliott. So that's six players we'll be missing. I mean, we're missing nine at Petodre the other night and seven a day. So if we get four of them back, we're still looking. We're still actively looking in case they don't come back. But I think we'll be a lot stronger after the window, just getting the three or four back. We'll give the boys a week off. Um, we've had eight games, probably us and somebody else had eight games. So it's important to get a bit of rest and then we'll go away for a week in Spain um, and make sure we've got facilities to train. Because we never did anybody to train. Yesterday we were in a five-side hall. Had to do a bit of shape out in the pitch in three inches of snow. So we don't want to give the players a week off and come back to that. So it's important that we've got... Somebody training and, and the board have been good that way They put them in the budget at the start of the season and not took it out uh, Roger, I suppose the encouraging thing for Alan Archibald A few weeks ago, you know, when they were bottom They've managed to show a, a bit of an upturn in form They've got some good home wins under their belts And then, like Alan Archibald says They're still very much there And they've now got all these players that have been injured To look forward to welcoming them back Yeah, I've seen a lot of Thistle in the last uh, month or six weeks And... Away from home, I saw them lose five at Comalic. I saw them lose, sorry, three at Comalic, five at Dundee, or vice versa. Yeah, five at Comalic, three at Dundee, I think. And they look dreadful. But somehow they've got it together for three consecutive home wins. Um, Motherwell, the 3 2 game, the midweek game. Hamilton, probably they were the second best team against Hamilton, yet got the three points. And crucially, Ross County at the weekend Getting that win Getting three points off the bottom Getting into the winter break Psychologically That must be an enormous boost For Alan Archibald And once the Premiership comes back The 23rd or the 24th of the month If he has got the likes of Abdul Osman And Callum Booth And some of those players back Maybe even a new face in on loan Then he will be looking Up the way In the second half of the season Gordon, I think every manager in the world at any level of football um, bemoans the fact that you know you get injury lists that add add up, and it can't always be seen as an excuse because it happens to everyone and so on. But in particular, you look at some of those players. Alan Archibald has had serious hard luck with some of them. I mean, Mustafa Dumboya has barely played at times since being up here. 
think this this couple of weeks is a real opportunity, not only for Thistle but for other teams. Like you heard, Alan Archibald there, go away, get a bit of sun in the backs, welcome some players back. Do you think it is the type yeah, of thing yeah. that can really kick you on in the second bit of, of the co- season? Of course, it is. It can freshen you up and uh, obviously gives them um, competition for places, gives them uh, more options. Because Partick Thistle will be dealing with, with a small squad, and it's great now. Footballers they get a week off, and then they get taken away to Spain just to get a bit of sunshine. So, no, I think every player will be looking forward to that, and they'll be looking forward to kick on in the second half of the season, Gordon, when they come back. So, I think it's good news for Partick Thistle. I think it's good news for the manager as well because he has come in for a little bit of criticism uh, sitting down the bottom of the league, but. Uh, you know, um, he gets his players back, gives them good options. I think, I think Particle will be, I think they've got enough quality in their squad. Steve uh, Colin is in Easter House. Hi, Colin. All right, Colin. How are you? I thought, aye, all right. I've been here, everybody. Yep, same to you, Colin. I thought you forgot about me there, Colin. Oh, uh, God, you've been hanging on quite some time. My apologies. I can see the clock next to your name. That does not look good. Sorry, Colin. That's all right, Colin. <laughs> Listen, um, I want to keep the banter years going with me and Alex at Parkhead. I want them to, uh, I, I, I was a highlight of my day when it came on after the All Firm game on Saturday and they tried to um, and shoot a shot and down the flames and I just want to tell Alex, keep the predictions gone and just it just puts a smile on my face You know guys <laughs> That's, Well in fairness Alec He was happy to come on On Saturday I was going to say And defend himself well, But he didn't really He just sort of repeated it But anyway ah, He puts himself up there and, that, and that's a good thing That's what the show is made of Colin These, these sort of outlandish Shall we say predictions um, And fair play to Alec For coming on And defending himself On Saturday I'm sure he'll be back on Very soon in the new year And Colin The irony meter Went into overdrive When Hugh Evans Was talking to someone About dodgy predictions Anyway didn't it Aye, absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Listen, on my point, um, Gordon, and no Gordon, um, Roger. Yes. Um, Ross McCrory. Yeah. I think we have found a gem in Ross McCrory. And I know you work for the Sun, so you do. I just don't feel as if the wee guy gets um, the, the publicity that um, other players stay in Scotland. I mean, did this nobody else think that he has? going to be as good as um, say Kieran Tierney well l- listen I'll let you into a secret and I wrote this in my column a few weeks ago Ross McCrory and his twin brother Robbie grew up in the village of Daly um, which is just a, a, a handful of miles along from where I grew up in Girvan um, and we used to joke that the best thing that came out of Daly was a bus to Girvan Colin um, but these two have, have changed all that I've got a soft spot for them just because they, they come from the same sort of area of, of the country as I do um, I'm told Robbie McCrory is an exceptional young goalkeeper as well he's done very well at Berwick in the first half of the season I think he may well be loaned out at a higher level in the second half of the season Rangers have just handed the two of them extended contracts I think until 2022 um, big pay rises as well because they were still on the youth contracts and I would hope both players would come through because regardless what team you support, the more young Scottish players who come through, the better. You know, over at Celtic, everyone's been delighted to see Kieran Tierney coming through. Dad spoke earlier on the show about Anthony Ralston who could come through on the other side. So Celtic are bringing through their own. James Forrest, a product of the Celtic Academy, might well be player of the year this year. But Rangers now have brought through Ross McCrory. Robbie McCrory may well follow You look at the bench at the weekend Ryan Hardy was there Jamie Barjonas Or Barjonas however you pronounce it Who, who looks a, a talented young lad he, pl- he played well in the game against Motherwell When he came on um, David Bates Albeit David Bates was a signing from Wraith so, so there are young players coming through I would be delighted 
if Ross McCrory went on and fulfilled all his potential and if Ross McCrory went on and fulfilled what Pedro Cashina said about him that he's going to be Scotland's centre half for years to come uh, Gordon I think to, to, to address Colin's point Ross McCrory as good as he's been he's, I think I don't think he's even reached 20 appearances yet so that's probably mm. why it's not people saying that they don't like him or they don't rate him it's just about trying to sort of manage expectations and give that praise when when the time yeah, is right he's just broken into the team uh, Gordon and he went in at centre half and I thought it was a good move by the Rangers manager to move him forward um, and I think he's been excellent in there um, you know he's a fit lad he can get about the pitch He's good. He's a good, strong tackler. He can use the ball when he gets it. He's got plenty of composure, and um, he'll only get better. Because you're right. He's not even played. What? I think it's about eighteen it, appearances yeah, or something not, like that. Yeah. So he's only going to get better with experience. He's only going to get better playing week in and week out. He's probably the first name in the team sheet now. He's playing that well. Uh, but as I said, I thought the I thought the the best bit about it was moving them from the centre half position into a midfield player. I think that's where he's more comfortable. Let's come back in, Colin. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to remember, this boy's only nineteen as well. But you've got new. You're saying about um, players you want at uh, well at your club. Yep. Um, I would like to see Rangers gone for. I'm sure it's be boy Doherty at Hamilton. Greg Doherty Yeah, Doherty, Roger. Well, I think he's been catching the eye this season. The, the, the boy Doherty is terrific. He's very, very good. And one of the callers earlier on mentioned John McGinn for Celtic. I was at Easter Road on Saturday for Super Scoreboard, Hibs versus Kilmarnock. John McGinn against Yusuf Malumbu was absolutely fantastic watching. If John McGinn leaves Hibs, I said to somebody on Saturday, Hibs should sign Greg Doherty because Greg Doherty is he's coming on leaps and bounds at Hamilton. Great goal again against Motherwell at the weekend. Sorry, Gordon. Um, he has a move in him. He'll do very, very well. Can he go to Rangers? He, he could certainly add something, I think, to the Rangers squad. Yep, definitely, Colin. OK, thanks to Colin in Easterhouse. Looks like that will be your final call of the evening time. Pretty much upon us. So we're looking for one more answer on John Smith's teaser. He's looking for the remaining manager who's managed in Scotland and is the only person from his country to do so. You've got Marcio Maximo, you've got Eb Skovdal, Ivano Bonetti, Dick Advocate, Ronnie Dyla, Shabalazlo and... Korobochka of Hearts One more And I'm surprised you haven't got it Roger Purely because You rind off a couple of other managers From this club A fairly oh. big club in these parts Hearts? No Not too far from here Clyde Bang <laughs> Okay it's Celtic I'll just cut to the chase Because we're running out of time A Celtic manager in this era you mentioned when Oh Dr Joe Dr Joe Well oh. done Joe Vingloss The only Slovakian <laughs> To manage here Well done to Roger Hannah Thank you to Gordon Diel As well Big thank you to everyone Who listened on tonight's programme Big thanks to those of you Who got through in the phone lines And on Twitter as well I'll be back tomorrow night Wednesday's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Mark Weedy And James McFadden From 6